Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Matthew Talks Podcast, where we talk about inspiring stories, give practical advice, and a community of support for entrepreneurs. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Matthew Talks Podcast. My name is Matthew, your host. I am here with Bobby Horner, a public information specialist from the city of Waco. Bobby, thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate you taking some time out of your day uh, just to really chat, get to know more about you, but then also to help encourage entrepreneurs as well. So would love to let you, you introduce yourself and right. we'll go from there. Right. I'm Bobby uh, Horner. I have... Uh, Lived in Waco for 47 years, and my career first started out in the architecture profession for about 22 years. Then I went for, say, a couple of years and thought uh, uh, the Lord was leading me in a different direction. I got into ministry for a while in mm. school of evangelism, but then things shifted again. I got back into architecture, and then about uh, April of 2002, I was asked to come apply for the position at the city of Waco. And so I went from plan, plans examiner up to uh, cons- uh, inspection supervisor, and now in the position I'm at now, public information specialist with uh, development services. Okay, so, so quite a journey there. It is, well. it has. Yeah. It all kind of builds on each other. And uh, my position at the city is tied in with my architecture experience mm. and my training. So it all worked out really well. Yeah, so break that down a little bit of, what, what are some core components of your job and how does that, uh, I know that there's a lot more behind it. So I want to unpack this for our right. listeners a little bit. And there's a, there's a purpose in why I find value in what you have to offer and help entrepreneurs and community leaders too, uh, overall to really help them see more purpose behind what they do in the community mm-hmm. resources and tools that they may be missing out on right. that the city may offer, mm-hmm. um, in their local area. I mean, we have people listen from all over the United States, vice versa, but you know, there's this thought of, okay, what's available as an entrepreneur in a community, uh, from the city and in your position, your experience, right. what does that yeah. entail? One of the things the city offers is a, uh, plan review, committee meeting that meets once a week. Now, you may be starting out a, a brand new business. You want to know, okay, I've got to get permits for this. I don't have a clue what to do. Mm-hmm. So one of the things, even in my position currently, I can 
talk to people and say, look, we do this, this, we do this meeting once a week. This is what they will look for. The purpose of the meeting, and it's a free service, the purpose of the meeting is to help you as an entrepreneur to know the steps you need to go through mm. to get your project off the ground. And the whole intent is is what we sometimes say, we want to get the big ticket items out of the way. If you can handle that and guide you through the process, it's just going to make it go smoother, not only for you, but for us. And yeah, across the, the board. Yeah, it is. So we try to – that is a service that we've offered for several years, and we've gotten very good responses from the community and developers on it. So uh, it's really it's, – it's a good deal. That's great. So now I would love to hear a little bit more about – what got you into architecture and just this whole, you know, where you are now, it's a journey, right. it's been a journey, but what got you into that? What what kind of made it click? Other than just like, hey, apply for this position. Yeah. No, actually, actually, when I was little, uh, I liked to draw. Mm. Now, I would draw stuff like race cars or airplanes or, you know, I just, I liked the artistic. That was something yeah. that was developing in me. Well, by the time I was ready to graduate from high school in Hamilton, uh, my, a lot of my family, my grandfather was on the construction side of things. My mother and, and dad at the time had also worked in uh, for uh, contractors or lumber companies. My other grandfather was on the civil side with the uh-huh. uh, highway. So it was kind of in my blood that I started gravitating towards the construction industry. Uh, and that's and TSTC, or actually TSTI at the time, offered architectural drafting and design. And I jumped on it. And uh, I was I, I was fortunate in that while I was still in school to start working part time for a local architect, and it just developed into a full time job. And I did that total for probably twenty two years or so. Even had my own business for a while where I designed homes for people. So it was just you know working and designing and drawing was just I guess something in my blood that I really really enjoyed doing. Right, it kind of gave you like the sense of you you're accomplishing what it is that or yeah, just within right. yourself. So that's that's awesome. So you have your own experience of running, so to speak, your own business in a way as well. So there's a little bit more of an entrepreneurial side to Bobby as well. Right, and I didn't, of course, I didn't at that time. Um, I didn't uh, have all the opportunities that entrepreneurs have today, mm. uh, and to get training and know exactly yeah. what to do. I was just sitting down and contracting with people and drawing plans, or I would also contract with some of the architects here in town and they'd send me work. So I was on my own and it wasn't a, a true business plan, so to speak, Yeah, you know, I get you. but, mm-hmm. uh, it was, it was my own business. It was a great experience for me. And then after that, the opportunity came from the city of Waco, totally out of left field. Mm. But what I thought was so cool about that is it was in something related to architecture and drawing plans, except with the city, I was reviewing plans. So my experience of learning to draw and put plans together came in directly into my new position Mm. so i knew what i was looking at yep and so it just kind of again my experience my career just kept building one layer at a time and uh that it's really paid off a lot well that's super interesting because i think that gives you really some dynamic skills of you know how to draw plans but then you also know now know Mm -hmm. how to review and read and say okay you're missing these things so it, it, it's almost as if each of these steps of the seasons that you went through prepared you for the next to 
accomplish right. more right. and really just, you know, grow. I think, right. I think exactly. as entrepreneurs and, and community leaders, uh, if we don't allow ourselves to step into a season of growth, then we can hinder what we can truly do if we're afraid to step out of the boat, so to speak, to go to that next step. Right. And one of the things I like about what I'm doing now, uh, it, it really, I think, plays into my interest because now if somebody calls and say, look, I want to do this. I've never done this before. Mm-hmm. I know I need some permits. I have no clue. I'm now in a position where I can walk them through. And I always tell people, I said, if I don't know the answer when you call me, I usually know who to send you to to get the answer. And so I'll give them a general overview try to walk them through it, put them in touch with the right people, depending on what their question mm-hmm. or project is. And it really is, uh, it, it's really worked, worked well. I really enjoy working with people and helping people. And this is a, this position I'm in is now is really a good fit, but all these other positions have kind of been steps up to where I'm at now. Right. Well, that's that. I think that can really correlate to a lot of entrepreneurs, um, because when you're growing a business, it's the same thing. It's right. you know, there's steps and there's processes mm-hmm. that you have to like. Oh, I made it here, but then <laughs> here yeah. comes the next one. Am I ready? Right. <laughs> um, you know what? In your experience, uh, you know, I'm not too sure how long you've been in the construction world. I know you said at least 20 years mm-hmm. on the plus side, right. but then not including now. But I know that you have a, a deep well of, of just knowledge and experiences that you've been through. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some things that have been challenging just through those years of like, okay, not all of it's you know rainbows and cookies and the good, right? Right. It's what were some of those rough patches of like, okay, man, you know, I had some challenges along the way too. How did you overcome those? Well, one of the things with I guess with any business too, uh, even when I was in, you know, as part of the city the building code side of things Mm. come into play. And so trying to help people with a project deal with building code issues. Okay, if you want to do this, the code says you got to do this minimum. And sometimes they may not want to do that. You know, I don't have the money to do that. Mm. You know, so helping them navigate the code side of things. uh, And it's kind of funny, too, because when I was reviewing plans, started out as a plan reviewer, uh, sometimes I would see a way to fix something mm-hmm. <laughs> just because of my yep. working in design, but you can't, it's, it's not our job to design something for people, but we help walk them through, you know, consider this, consider that. And, uh, the other thing that's, that sometimes was, was difficult is, and particularly when you work for the city, you're, you're dealing with the public on a daily basis. And that means you deal with, uh, I mean, there's a lot of good people out there, but sometimes you get people that are very upset and angry and want to vent. And mm-hmm. um, that's part of it, too. Yeah. And just learning to to cope with that and not take it personally, I guess, is one of the big difficulties that, uh, it, I mean, it's just part of what we do. Yeah. And so one thing I found in working with people and uh, besides trying to help them through a particular issue is maybe somebody just wants to vent, you know, mm. uh, the, I feel like the city did this. I feel like the city did that. Just let them vent. And pretty soon they start to calm down Yeah, did, you, and yeah, just yourself. let them talk. Mm. And that's just part of it. And uh, usually it, 
it ends up pretty well. And so you learn a lot about working with people, uh, treating people like you would like to be treated. It's good. If you were in their position, would I feel the same way? And so uh, it's you learn a lot about just dealing with people and situations and putting yourself in their shoes. And that helps you with any advice that you might try to, to offer. I think that's very valuable because I think uh, there's in, in some instances where, I mean, you can see this in entrepreneurship, you can see this in your daily life. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's an everyday thing. Um, if we took a second just to take a breath and take a step back and say, man, how can I listen to feel what the person across from me is actually saying? Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, oh, wow, you're overreacting, Bobby. You need to calm down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that right. does not help the situation. But acknowledging, say, wow, okay, I can, I can understand and see how that could be right. frustrating. What, you know, what would you have preferred this situation to come out to be? Or you know, just trying to connect with that and relate versus just disconnecting and saying, okay, no, yeah, you're just, you're just, you're just human. Just, right. but also giving them the space to just let it out. I think that's, right. that's a good thing too. As long as you know how to, I always heard this saying, you know, be like a duck, let, let it roll off your back. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't take it personal. It's not against you. It's just something, some other circumstance right. that was out of your control. Yeah. Something you said a minute ago was really key too, is that, the art of listening is becoming a lost art. Mm. You would be surprised what you can learn from somebody by just letting them talk. Because at some point, first of all, you're not just immediately reacting in a defensive mode. You're listening to what they say. Maybe you agree, maybe you don't, but at least you know how to respond mm. next. And again, it comes down to, and this I see this over and over again, and I know it's how I like to be treated. You know, treat people like you would like to be treated, and listen to them. And oftentimes, you will um, come up with a good solution. And I've even had people say to me, "Well, you, I've been sitting here kind of ranting and raving, and you haven't said anything." I said, "I just want you to say what you need to say." And then I can I can and respond accordingly. And usually I've seen this happen several times over the years. People start to calm down. They just needed to get something off their chest. And oftentimes, and this is just something about life too, people just want to have somebody listen to them. They don't want somebody telling them what to do or anything. Just let them vent, let it get off their chest. And that works in the business world. It works in your private life. And so, and somebody, you know, with entrepreneur, there's a lot of stuff going in their heads. You know, how do I make mm-hmm. this work? I don't want to fall on my face. Am I over-investing? What do I need? Uh, what's ne- really neat about Waco on the entrepreneur side, and you see this a lot in the restaurant business, so many of these restaurants around town started out as food trucks. Yep. And they're testing the waters. They've had a lot of success. And now you see them getting into uh, your uh, brick-and-mortar buildings, restaurants. It's really cool to see. And Waco Waco has a good number of people that have done that. And then you got the organizations like Startup Waco that mm-hmm. helps the entrepreneurs. And the other ex- exciting thing about that group is that I was told that they have 
done so well helping entrepreneurs that now people who have existing business can come to them and they can help build their business from there. So it's a step-by-step process, listening to people, treating them like you'd want to be treated, and then use your experience to guide them you know, into their next step, whatever that may be. No, absolutely. I think that's super important because I think you nailed it on the head. I love it because I think my, my, my heart is we want to, if you want to, if you want to value someone, it's, you know, having a conversation with someone, but being present with what they're saying, Mm -hmm. then you're being, then you're saying, okay, I hear you. I am, I want to, in a way, feel like when you're saying something to know like, wow, that is hard that you like, it's more of acknowledging. I don't want you to go through this alone. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the thing because it's when you're a part of a team and you feel like somebody's on your team, then you feel like you can win. Mm -hmm. And that feeling that you get of support from someone else that whether you have a, 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 relationship with them for Mm -hmm. years, or if you've just known them for two days, it's, how can I make somebody feel like, man, you've got people on your team just don't know it because there are people who do want to support you, that do want to help you get through this process. And I'm, I'm talking specifically right now about entrepreneurs because there's this roller coaster ride of, you. I mean, you hit it on the head. Oh, am I going to, do I have enough to cover this month? Do I have enough to mm-hmm. pay my employees? Do I have enough to even keep my building? You know, do I have enough inventory? There's all these, it's a, it's a constant barrage of, Will I make it? Mm-hmm. Do I have enough? Can I do this? And that is where it comes into where it's like, if we just value people and give them those moments to vent, right. let that get that out their chest, then that could be this, that could be the moment that could right. literally open the door for them to move forward. One of the things that I tell when I get a chance to talk at either high school, college, you know, particularly in the construction industry about, you know, whether it's the building codes or the service, one of the things that I emphasize is that whatever you do, whatever your career path is, offer one, again, go back to treat people like you'd like to be treated, but offer good personal service Mm. because you cannot put a price tag on that. And one of the things that I know is that's very key for me. If somebody does a, maybe I have to have a contractor plumber or somebody come in and do work for me, if they go above and beyond the work that they they do and they check on me and they make sure it's right, that sticks in my mind. Yeah. Even if I'm paying a little more for their service, if they give me the good personal service, that is that makes me feel valuable, but it also uh, is going to bring you more work. Because people are going to remember that. And then they're going to spread your name. Hey, you need to use this person for a job. So you can't you can't teach that. Right. I mean, that's really something, the personal service, treating somebody, uh, you know, like you want to be be treated. And so we tell, and it's fun, funny, I was speaking uh, down in Belton on this, and there were several different speakers talking to a, a young group of aspiring plumbers and stuff because it was geared towards plumbing that day and every one of them i think to a man basically said the same thing you've got to give that good personal service and one of the things that i've felt for a long time working at the city i think it's very important for us to get out in the community so that people 
can see who we are, that we're not just sitting behind some brick walls making rules to make your life miserable. <laughs> As we all, you know, we're dream killers kind of thing. Uh, that's not that's not who we are. Mm. And I had that driven home to me just a few months ago. I had an opportunity to go speak at a local realtor company to their agents. And they had, I think, 35 people there. And they wanted to know, they had some questions about zoning, which is part of through our planning department. Some of them really didn't understand how all that works. So I went and talked to them about that and had a good conversation. They asked me some questions, and then I finished up with a little Waco history, you know, kind of make it fun. Mm -hmm. And it was really good. And I found out later from the owner of the real estate company that he got really good feedback from that, which made me feel good. But But he said, one of them said, now, because, you know, Bobby came here, now I have a face to put with a name at the city if I have a question. And that made me feel good because I think that's what we need to do is you put a face with a name. We're not just a voice on the other end of the phone. And so that's why I really like the position that I'm in now because it allows me to get out in the community more and talk to people, try to help whatever their questions are. You know, if I don't know the answer, I'll tell them or usually tell them who to talk to. But it's that that personal one-on-one thing. And, And one of the things, too, while I'm, well, I'm on this subject real quick. One of the things I do uh, is a sideline gig is I work mm-hmm. for, you know, Waco Tours, and, and I really enjoy that and meeting people. I really enjoy in, interacting with people. But we have one couple that have come and taken our tours 10 times. Wow. Now, the question is, why would somebody come back 10 times and hear basically the same information and it's got me to realize people that come back and do multiple tours, bring friends, it's it's beyond the information. It's how they, they are felt valued. And if you make people feel valued, whether it's in the tour business or you're an entrepreneur or you're at the city, people are – it just tells me that people really long for that mm-hmm. and and – they don't want a bunch of stats, you know, and they'll do this, this, and pay me this, and go on about your business. They want people that are really interested. So I think that's a, that's a level that, that applies not only to business but your own personal life. Uh, how would I feel if I was treated that way? And um, so there, there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of life applications to that, mm-hmm. and I've seen it play out over and over again. I think you – I think you're – Absolutely right. I, I think I, I get the same sense of, you know, just being here in Waco for five years. Mm-hmm. It's you come across so many people that are just like, why are you so different? Not in a not in a not in a bad way, but it's like why like there's, you know, I've I've lived a lot of places in my life too, and I I think you can concur with this as well. It's like Waco is special in its you know in its own way because there's this sense of community mm-hmm. and collaboration mm-hmm. within the within the entrepreneurial community but even within just like people you know like your neighbors or just like Waco right. in general mm-hmm. um there's just it's there's there's a heart mm-hmm. to want to champion our city and our community of right. what people want to be a part of and so going back to what you're expressing about you know why would somebody take a tour 10 times i know that i wouldn't do that unless i felt like man this person 
made me feel so mm-hmm. valued. I just want to come back because I feel like this is where I want to be. And I think that is so accurate mm-hmm. with a lot of um, entrepreneurs, community, you know, just places within the community uh, that are seeking that value. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to say it's attention. I think it's just the value is, are you right. going to value me as a person right. and see me for who I am? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the the key component. And I love, uh, I mean, I, I sit here, I think of just all the times I get to be a part of the, I get to come to some of the meetings that you host and just talk about what's going on in the city of Waco and how your heart's like, no, man, I love what I get to do, but I love this community. I love seeing the growth. Mm-hmm. I love seeing entrepreneurs go big mm-hmm. and, and have their own brick and mortars and start from food trucks. And then now they're, now they're a staple place in Waco that has the culture right. that is providing a good personal service. And I would right. say excellent personal service right. exactly. on some of these because they're just going off the charts with how they take care of their customers. Right. And I think that's so important. And I think this is why I wanted to have this conversation with you because this is the picture of how we provide excellent person or personal service to our own internal people, as in business owners, companies, and Mm -hmm. inviting them saying, Waco is a special place. And we want, like, obviously we want growth, but it's also, we don't just want growth Mm -hmm. by itself. We want the right people in the community that's going to help cultivate that heart to love those people and to value them in that way. When you hear people tell you that when they visit Waco, it's that good old Southern hospitality. People are so friendly here. That makes me feel good inside. Mm -hmm. And it tells you that we're doing something right. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not just me spouting off facts about history, which is cool in and of itself. Right. But do you engage the people? Mm. Do you talk with them? Do you find out about, you know, what they do, where they've been? And one of the neat things for me is the some of these people that I talk to, particularly when I'm on the tours talking history stuff, when I find out that they have ties to some of the history Ooh. that I am talking about, for example, real quick, Roy E. Lane, who was the architect and, and construction guy for the Alico building. About two years ago, I had Roy E. Lane's granddaughter on one of my tours. Wow. I was beside myself. <laughs> <laughs> of course. It was, you know, and of course my background being in architecture and stuff and 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 seeing these buildings being repurposed or or just the history is is really special. So Going back to your original question about entrepreneurs, if, if you see somebody, I admire people that do that. Uh, again, I wish I'd known more back when I was doing it. But uh, I believe things happen for a purpose, and I can sit back and look at the things that have happened in my life over the years and how they all – you may not see it at first, probably won't, but you can look back and see how it all – one thing led to another, and it just right. works on up. And so – this, this position I'm in now, to, to really work with people, talk with people, uh, give people, you know, I, I get excited about talking about Waco. I get excited about talking about Waco's history, things that are have happened or are still coming and happening. Mm. Uh, I really uh, enjoy doing that and, and relating to people. I think, that, yeah, I feel it sounds like and feels like you're in your lane right. of, of like what you enjoy and it brings mm-hmm. fulfillment 
to be a part of not just the people who visit Waco, but just the internal component mm-hmm. of, okay, the people in Waco, man, it's like, I can feel the support of like how an entrepreneur can be like, man, I don't, I don't really know who to talk to at the city, but when you get a chance to get to know yourself and then just throughout, you know, our friendship, it's mm-hmm. been one of those things like, you know what? I look forward to learning more about what's happening in the city right? because I know somebody that cares about the city as well and has the same heart of wanting to see it grow. I think that's a core component of why Waco's community is such a fostering community mm-hmm. right. for entrepreneurship and business, small business, because the, that knit is like something that really solidifies those relationships, uh, those collaborations in some cases. I mean, I've always, I've said this multiple times in different ways, but it's, you know, how many coffee shops do we have in Waco? We've got a ton of coffee shops. Can't have but, too much coffee. But you, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's the good side. Yeah. Um, even though we have all these coffee shops, some people say, oh, that's a lot of competition. Well, it depends on what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to copy somebody, then yeah, you're competing. But if you're creating your own experience and you have your own audience that you're reaching, then every coffee shop is a different experience. Then do you call that competition or just collaboration and wanting them to be in it? Like, there's so many ways you can look at it, but I love the aspect of if we're a community, then we're going to collaborate. That's what you see with a lot of these coffee shops. They collaborate. They're not like, oh, I'm, I'm uh, battling against other ones. So, no, we want to support each other to help each other find their niche of what they're reaching and what their goal is to accomplish. So I think that's fair to say in, in every aspect of what's in Waco right. and how can we build that up better. One of the things that I highly recommend, and I do this too, is – you know, working with the chamber on Thousand Friends of Waco, uh, network business uh, lunches, uh, business after hours, I really push the value of networking. I don't care what kind of business. If you're starting out, I invite people to come to Thousand Friends of Waco because it just keeps growing and growing over the last 15-plus years uh, that it's been in existence, and I've, I've been with it since it started, and it just keeps growing. And what's really cool about it is what started out is just downtown stakeholders has now grown to all over Waco because of Waco's growth. So I can't emphasize enough how important it is if you're a business owner to come and network, or maybe they're new and say, hey, you need to come to this mm-hmm. because it'll give you a chance to to advertise free advertising of your business if you're starting out with a food truck and or net or entrepreneur and some other business you can get the chance to tell other business leaders what you're doing and so now your name's getting out there and then if you keep coming then they're going to get to know you you can pass out your business cards and then you go to business after hours that's just more networking opportunities or so um it is, you know, the business power hour. They may bring in a successful business person to talk to you over lunch. So I'm very big on the networking aspect that really helps people in business. And people have really jumped on board with all that. It's really neat. Every month that we do the Thousand Friends of Waco, uh, and that's the third, by the way, it's the third Wednesday of every month from 1030 to 1130. Uh, I ask them to come and sit in on it. Now, one of the neat, I've got a lot of cool stories, but the, one of them we did, 
I guess it's been almost two years ago with uh, people of our restaurant here in town. The owner that I've gotten to know real well, um, I talked to him about Thousand Friends. Well, he wanted to host one. But due to his you know, uh, lunch and dinner schedule, he said, could we do an afternoon session? Mm. So we changed it. Uh, worked out great, about you know 3 to 4 o'clock. bunch of people come to that. And then after that, it was followed up about 30 minutes later with a business power hour. That place was packed. Mm. He was beside himself, exciting, <laughs> because he's, he got business out of that. Yeah. And so when you hear that helping somebody else mm. and encouraging them to get involved even more, then that, that, is, that is the engine that keeps things going here in Waco. So, again, uh, young op- entrepreneurs trying to start out, I would suggest come to these meetings, get your name out there. And then you get to you get to talk with people, kind of like you alluded to earlier, people that may be in similar businesses or people that have businesses that would help you. Maybe they offer a uh, a product or a service that would help your business. Right. Well, now here comes the networking, mm-hmm. and you're hopefully you're off and running because usually there's you know there's banks there, there's real estate people there, there's other businesses there. I mean, it's it's a great place. It's a free service. And so I'm, I'm promoting that all, all the time, every chance I get. Well, I'll definitely, I definitely attest to, you know, a thousand friends is one of my, one of my things I'd love to go to that's once a month, because then it's not only the, you get to meet the, you know, meeting the people's great, mm-hmm. but it's also learning too what's going on within Waco. And if you're not in the Waco area and you're hearing this, I challenge you to get plugged into your local area. If you're an entrepreneur wanting to grow your business or start a business, start having conversations with people within the city and find somebody that you connect with that is personable, that can really give you information right. um, to get a hold of these events. And I think in our case, it's this, the chamber, Waco mm-hmm. chamber right. here that has these events that are hosting. So just look at your local chambers and find out what events they have that are networking right. that are free. Some of them you can get in with, uh, you know, chamber memberships, becoming a member. There's more added stuff to that as well. Right. But I'm a big champion of being plugged in with your local city mm-hmm. and the chamber. Know what's going on. Because if you're going to open a small business, you want the power and you want the ba- the backing of your community. Right. If you don't have that, then it's going to be really, really tough to grow it will. in a local mm-hmm. community. Because that's what local small businesses are about. It's right. about being a part of this overall collective group of people who are wanting to make a difference in the small business world, but then also provide a service that would be, you know, a good service to the people who come and get it. Right. So, yeah. And so, and that goes back to the the whole service thing. Even if you've got several like businesses in the one that you're wanting to start, it all comes down to service. Mm. If you provide good service, you provide a good environment, you know, you meet people, uh, and you really start connecting, people are going to remember that. And so, yeah, we've got a bunch of coffee shops here. We've got a bunch of different restaurants, and people have their personal preferences. I realize that. Yep. But I can't emphasize enough the uh, the personal service and how you make people feel, sincerely make them feel, and, you know. So you can't put a price tag on that. No, not at all. And so it, it's really key. Yeah. Bobby, I appreciate your, your perspective and your just your insight. I would love to just kind of give you a few minutes to just chat about some encouragement that you would give to entrepreneurs 
whether it's uh, things to be aware of as in going through the city, like, hey, if you're looking to do, you know, have a brick and mortar, here's like my, a couple of tips to keep in mind. Um, and we can kind of start with that, but then we'll go into some other, what are some other resources that are helpful for entrepreneurs right. or even just people within the community? Just kind of, you know, unpack some things that would be helpful to kind of give some, uh, some value. Right. When I was earlier, when I was mentioning about if somebody, uh, say, have never done a permit before, maybe they want to build a house, maybe they want to add on to their house, maybe they want to remodel one of these older buildings downtown, uh, which I think is really cool. Each one of those types of projects have unique guidelines to help you through it. I mean, there's some similarities, but a commercial building is more involved than building a residential house. There's still codes involved. But one of the things that I would encourage people, and and even to the point if you're looking at buying some property, before you buy some property, come talk to us, see what it's zoned, Mm. see if you can even do what you want to do on that piece of property. Because I have had situations where people – have gone and bought some property thinking, I'm going to put this business there, and then they come and find out it's got the wrong zoning. Mm. So they either have to try to get a zoning change, which may or may not happen. If it doesn't happen, then they may be stuck with a piece of property they can't use. So what we try to do and what I would encourage anybody going into business is to call us first Maybe, you know, we can at least advise you, okay, this piece of property, these, this is the kind of businesses that are allowed there. It's on this. This is the kind of stuff you want to do. And then we walk you through it from there. So, and, it may, and at that point, you haven't invested any money. You're just looking as an as a entrepreneur, as a business owner. But then after that, if you find a piece of property that works, the zoning's right, then we can take the next step. Okay, start getting us some preliminary plans. Come to our plan review meeting, things like that. So, and that works at any level, whether you're a starting out as an entrepreneur or any, you know, maybe you're really growing your business. So uh, our job there at the city is, and one of the free services is to help walk people through that kind of thing, answer their questions, and, um, again, put them in touch with the right people. And that's going to help them out to help them make better decisions, you know, okay, maybe I need to back off and rethink this Mm. before they spend a lot of money on design services or even construction. And that's going to help them. That's the whole intent is to help people walk through like that. Yeah. It saves, I mean, it's just an investment of some time. Right. And it's going to save you a ton of money. That's right. Exactly. I guess my, my two words to follow that would be, do research. <laughs> right, exactly. That's, yeah, exactly. Don't um, don't assume because you were mm. allowed to do something in one city that you can do the same thing in another city. And we hear that a lot, you know. So each city has different rules and guidelines, which the building codes do allow cities to adopt things pertinent to their city. So. It's up to, you know, your design profession, you as an entrepreneur or business owner, your design professional, uh, your contractor to find out what the city's requirements are before you start investing a bunch of money and then find out after the fact, oops, I messed up. 
it's going to cost me more money. So that is where we come in, and we try to help people with that and walk them through it. So it would be as, as least painless as it, as it can be. Right. Well, for those in the Waco area, I know you mentioned a thousand friends, which is a great option. Mm-hmm. If you if you want to get more information, uh, check out the Waco Chamber. They have mm-hmm. that there. You can mm-hmm. sign up and register. What are some other things locally for the people listening that are in the Waco area, they're entrepreneurs, that you would say, hey, I highly suggest being a part of these events. And if you can make time to be there, be there. Yeah, well, like I said, one of the other ones, the Chamber, does, and a lot of this is is started by the Chamber, and it really helps, is the, the Business Power Hour, which you get to, uh, you, you buy lunch, and you and they bring in, bring in a speaker on different variety of topics. But again, that is yet another time of networking. Mm. And so um, you get to listen to somebody that's had experience in your area, whatever it may be, and then you get to meet people who have similar interests that you have. So that's another one. Again, the business after hours is very similar. There's not a speaker at business after hours generally, but it is a, a good networking. And you feature a business. One of the things that uh, the Thousand Friends of Waco does, we used to have, and we still have meetings at the chamber periodically, but one of the things that we have really tried to do, and, and I work with uh, Lexi Rail there at the chamber uh, with putting these together, we try to move the business, our, our meetings, our monthly meetings around to different businesses in the mm-hmm. city. Now, what that does, it gives exposure to whatever business you have. If you've got a, if you've got a, uh, area that could hold maybe 50 or 60 people. Now remember that's 50 or 60 contacts. Yep. But they can you can come in and we have our meeting there and you get to talk about your business and then next month we move it to somewhere else. And so again this is just another facet of networking that really will pay off a lot. So I would encourage, that's what I really encourage with people. Uh, our next uh, Thousand Friends meeting is going to be at 25 North downtown on Austin Avenue. Uh, next month, we're going back to Top Golf. Nice. And so we find these fun venues and yep. it's just, we move it around. We support, we, we, we support our businesses. And that's something that's really important to me too. I think it's very important for people to see that the city is standing behind them uh, with their businesses. And I try to go, uh, I'm not an official chamber ambassador, but I try to go to ribbon cuttings as much as I can Mm -hmm. for the very same reason, because I'm excited to see new businesses. I think it's important that they see the city represented there. And so um, it's there's there's so many facets of that that can pay off for a young entrepreneur starting out, somebody that's trying to grow their business. You know, there, there's plenty of opportunities, and people can call me and ask me. I'll be glad to uh, tell them all different places, things that are coming up uh, to get them involved. Well, that's 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 what I think separates you from a lot of just other personas of what how you you mentioned it earlier. Oh, we're out to get you. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the case. Right. It's we want things to be done right. 
you want things to be done in a way that they can be successful, mm-hmm. but then also give them the best value to save them time and money. Right. At the end of the day, that's the heart of what the city of Waco wants to do with small business. And I think that's a powerful way to approach how we can better support our community and why it's been able to grow the way it's been able to grow. Mm-hmm. It's because there's that support in the background as well. So, Bobby, I appreciate you coming on. I would love to uh, give you a moment to share any uh, way if you know if you want to share anything. I know you're at the city of Waco, so I don't want to just bombard you with fifty thousand different things of how people can reach you. But if you are in the city of Waco and you're looking for if they want any if have any questions like that, is there a way that people can reach out to you or anything like that? Right, my my desk phone is two five four seven five zero five six one six. And my email is uh, Bobby H at WacoTX.gov. And at, like I've always told people for years, uh, if I don't know the answer, I usually, I've been here long enough, I usually know who to send you to uh, to get the answer. And I've, ha- you know, I've had people call me and say, look, I want to do this event. Who do I talk to at the city to see what I need to do with events? And usually I'll send them to Parks and Rec or something like that. So, mm. I've been here long enough. I know how to help guide people. And even if it's not something that particularly uh, pertains to the construction building code side, again, I can try to, whether it's water utilities or whatever, I can, you know, stuff like that, I can can, uh, usually send them to the right people. Navigate that. Yeah, exactly. Get them where they need to be. Right. Point them in the right direction. I love that. It's I've always reminded myself if there's like, a fork in the road, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Like, I don't that's know which right. way to go. And then you have somebody that's like, hey, where are you, what, are you, what are you doing? Where are you trying to go? Oh, we need to go this yeah. way. So One other thing I, I think it's important, too, is sometimes we get into, and this is a thing about life, too, You get we get too busy trying to tell other everybody else what they should do to fix something, mm. whether it's business or something personal in your life. But I think a better approach personally is if you – Say, look, I hear you. This is what I did that seemed to work real well in my situation. But, you know, your situation in business may be a little different than theirs. But it said, look, this worked for me. You might consider that. It's all it's all in how you say something to people. You may, you may come across really strong and say, you need to do this, you need that, you know, and it'll work. But that's not always going to go well. But if you listen to what they're saying and say, look, this is what I've tried. It seemed to work well. Maybe you can take some of that and try it on yours. So uh, I, had a, <laughs> I heard a preacher say several years ago when somebody was talking about trying to find out what their niche was. Mm-hmm. And I guess you could play, do this in life or uh, in business. He said, give something a fair shake. Go out and try it. And if people go, ooh, that's probably a good sign that's not your calling. But if somebody says, oh, wow, I'll give you 20 years to stop doing that, that's probably a pretty good indication you're onto something. So maybe you try that in business. You know, I've got an interest in this. You know, I know it's going to be a tough road to hoe, but if, if people, if you listen to people, they will start giving you positive feedback. Mm-hmm. They'll tell you what they don't like, but if you say, man, I really like what you're doing. Listen to that because that is a good guideline. Say, okay, people responded well to this. I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to keep building on it. 
And it could be, you know, something in your personal life. It could be something with entrepreneur building a business. You know, I really like this service you're offering. It all goes back to that thing of listening, the art of listening. And uh, kind of a key to that is sometimes it's important uh, and something I've learned too. Sometimes it's important besides listening is just know when to keep your mouth shut. <laughs> There's too many people that's willing to offer advice, but they that's don't want to listen. Uh, maybe somebody just needs to air out, like I said earlier. And uh, you can you can really be more effective helping them if you just really listen to what they're saying. But it's I'm having a blast. Um, I'm really enjoying what I'm doing at the city, uh, enjoying the people I get to meet. There's a lot of opportunities that it's opened the doors for. So, uh, and I've got a lot of positive feedback, and it makes me feel good. It makes it maybe I'm onto something here, and you know, doing stuff like we're doing today on this on this podcast, uh, I enjoy doing that. So, yeah, well, I, I appreciate you being a resource. I think uh, we're blessed to have you here in the city of Waco. Oh, well, thank uh, just you. Just really you. champion, champion our community, but then also just like just the the heart of what Waco can be and right. what it is fostering that. I think mm-hmm. uh, you're you're a definitely an influencer and a community leader, in my opinion, of just leading the charge with how can we make Waco a place where people want to come and feel valued and leave with that experience and then other people are coming because of it. Right. Well, thank I think, you. I enjoy doing it. Yes, it is a lot of fun. So, well, I appreciate you coming on the episode, you Bobby. Thanks for joining us for the Matthew Talks podcast. That's going to finish up this episode. Make sure you check it out. All right. We'll see you guys soon. Hey, everybody. Thank you guys for joining us for the Matthew Talks podcast. Uh, I want to encourage you to make sure that you don't forget to subscribe to our Facebook, our Instagram, or YouTube channel at Official Matthew Talks. And you can also find our website at MatthewTalks.com. And then don't forget to subscribe on any platform where you listen to your podcast so you can stay up to date. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.